The reading is from John 1, chapter, verses 6 to 16. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Thanks be to God. Good evening. Six days till Christmas. Six days until the fighting starts. So maybe that's just my house. My house on Christmas morning is like a royal battleground. There are two teams, each convinced they are right and willing to fight to the death to prove it. Team one is the kids. Here's how they think. Christmas is really good for me. It's good for me because I'm going to get loads of new stuff. And because I'm going to get loads of new stuff, I want to get up as early as I possibly can so I get that new stuff as quickly as I possibly can. So at 6am, they'd roll out of their rooms, head towards our room, and their grubby little hands head towards the light switch. Team two is the parents. The parents think like this. Christmas is not good for me. I'm not going to get lots of nice new stuff. Maybe I'll get some socks, a tie, perhaps a comedy mug. All I really want for Christmas is eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. And so at six o'clock, we're fast asleep in the quiet of the morning. Who wins? Well, no surprise, at 6am the light goes on and the fighting starts. Now, I tell you that because life is all about perspective, isn't it? So the kids run towards the light because they think it's going to lead to loads of good things for them. The parents hide away from the light because they think it's going to lead to socks, ties and comedy mugs. Our reaction to the light depends on whether we think it's good for us or bad for us. And exactly the same is true when it comes to Jesus. So in those verses we just had read, they claim that Jesus is the light. And the question for us is, is his light good for us or bad for us? So if we think it's bad for us, we'll hide under the covers hoping he goes away. If we think it's good for us, nothing will stop us running towards him. And the answer these verses give us is that Jesus is very good for us. And he's good because he offers each one of us here the opportunity to join God's family. Without him, that would be impossible. With him, 
the door to God's family home is thrown open and we're all invited in. And so my hope is as we look at these verses together for a couple of minutes this evening, we will all see that Jesus is really good for us and so want to run towards him. We're going to see two quick things this evening. Firstly, Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. Take a look down with me at verse 9. Verse 9, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So this is talking about Jesus saying he is the light of the world. What does that mean? Well, light reveals things, doesn't it? It helps us see things we couldn't see before. I wonder if you think that's a good thing. I guess the answer is it depends. So the headlights on our car on a dark night, it's a good thing. It helps us see where we're going, stops us crashing. The screen lights on our mobile phones helping us see our Daily Mail headlines, maybe that's a good thing. The lights on our mirrors showing us in ultra HD when we first wake up in the morning, maybe that's a good thing. What about Jesus' light? Is his light good for us? Well, when Jesus walked the earth, he revealed what a perfect human being looks like. So as human beings, we're all made in God's image. Jesus, God in the flesh, shows us what a perfect human being looks like. So perfectly kind and gentle, a great leader, caring, supportive, faithful, gracious, a peacemaker. He loved people who hated him. He showed kindness to those trying to do him harm. And ultimately, he died to save other people. That's what a perfect human being looks like. So is that revelation a good thing for us? Well, take a look down at verse 10, if you would. Look at verse 10. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Well, maybe his light's not good for us after all. When Jesus showed up in Bethlehem around 2,000 years ago, as he grew up, most people didn't believe a word that he said, and the religious leaders of first century Israel got him killed to shut him up. Which is shocking, really, isn't it? The creator of the world shows up, and the world rejects him and kills him. Why is that? Well, perhaps it's because as we become face-to-face with Jesus, we realise we're nothing like that perfect human being at all. We're not perfectly kind, caring, honourable, and so on. On our good days, we're middling at best. And on other days, we're the complete opposite. And so instead of Jesus' light being like the headlight on our car showing us where we need to go on a dark night... Instead, he's like the light on our mirror showing us what we're really like first thing in the morning. And it's not good, not if we're honest. And so that's why when the true light arrives in the world, the world, all of us included, turns and runs in the opposite direction. Whether we do it openly by completely openly rejecting Jesus' teaching, or whether we do it in a far more Middle England kind of way and just politely ignoring him, one way or another, we all do it. And one day God will call us out on it. One day he'll judge us for it. So it's crazy for us to do it, partly because none of us wants to face God's judgment. But partly because 
even while Jesus is the true light, who shows us up for what we're really like, that's not primarily why he came. He didn't primarily come to show us up. He came to show us the way out. The way out of our starting position as part of a cold and dark world in opposition to God. And the way into the wonderful warm light of his eternal family. And that's the second thing we're going to see this evening. Jesus is the light revealing the way to join God's family. Take a look with me at verse 12. Verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So what does it mean to join God's family? It means becoming a child of God. God is the father and we are the children, which should be a good thing, right? Children are supposed to be cared for and loved, protected and valued, listened to up to a point. They're supposed to be accepted and loved on their best days and their worst days. I hope that's the experience of all of us here this evening, although it may well not have been. But regardless of our own experience, we know that's true, don't we? We know that's how a perfect parent would treat a child. And God being the very definition of a perfect parent, that's how he treats his children. If you're a Christian here this evening, you know that, don't you? You know that God leads you, protects you, takes care of you each and every day. And you know that one day you will meet him face to face and he'll welcome you into the family home in heaven for eternity. If you're here this evening, I wouldn't yet call yourself a Christian. Do speak to somebody who is and ask them what it's like to be a child of God. I think they'll paint you a wonderful picture. So joining God's family means becoming a child of God, the God who created the universe just by saying a few words and yet knows the hopes and fears of every single one of us here tonight. So how do we join the family? Well, let's start by having a look at how we don't join. And we don't join because of who we are. Take a quick look at verse 13. Verse 13, children born not of natural descent. So nothing to do with our race or where we're born or who our family is. We can't be recommended by a rich uncle or get in because our mum owns loads of dosh working in the city or because our dad is somehow related to Prince William's hairdresser or something like that. We can't get in because of who we are. And we can't get in because of what we do either. Have a look at verse 13 again. Nor of human decision or a husband's will. So it's not our effort that gets us into the family. We don't set the rules and then miraculously decide we've met them. And we're not automatically in because we're human. We don't just get in because we're human. And it's such a surprise, isn't it? Because it's the complete opposite of how the world normally works. If you want to get into the football team at school, well, you figure out how good you've got to be to get in. And either you work super hard to try and get in, Or you get your mum to buy the coach a Christmas hamper and you blag your way in the back door. That's how the world normally works. But joining God's family is the complete opposite. We can't get in because of who we are or what we do. So how do we get in? 
Verse 12. Take a look at verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Believe and receive. Believe means to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. To receive him means to recognize him as the saviour we need and welcome him as king of our lives. That offer is open to all of us, it says in the verse, to all who receive and believe him. And it says it's a right to all those who receive and believe him from that moment on have the absolute right to be a child of God. We don't need to work harder. We don't need to give more money away. We don't need to do more good things. We don't even need to go and sort our lives out before asking God to welcome us into his family. If any of those things worked, someone should have told Jesus we could scrap the Christmas story and he'd have stayed in heaven. None of those things will get us into God's family. We just need to set aside our pride and our fears and recognize Jesus not just as the baby in the manger, but as the Lord of the universe. Christmas is not just about socks and ties and comedy mugs. It's not even just about turkey and tinsel and time off and TV. The great news of the Christmas story is that God stepped into this world to offer each one of us the opportunity to join his family. That is a gift for life, not just for Christmas. And it's open to all those who will receive and believe in Jesus. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your light into this dark world all those years ago to show us the way to join your family. We acknowledge we don't be deserved to to welcome into your family. The perfection of Jesus shows us how far short we have come. But we thank you that you flung open the door of family membership and offer us the right to be included. Please help us to accept that offer this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.